We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, September the 15th, 2021. Today's show, we first start with Shane Beamer's Tuesday presser as I give my takeaways as the Gamecocks head coach speaks ahead of this weekend's matchup as South Carolina travels between the hedges to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Guys, I'll give my full reaction to everything Shane Beamer said on Tuesday afternoon. Also, guys, it's Wednesday. We're talking gambling. Best bet for South Carolina, Georgia, as well as SEC gambling picks for week three. Folks, we've got one fantastic slate of games, and we've got a packed show here on a Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up show as 
always. Appreciate you guys being guys. I want to start there. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support with the content. You guys continue to show up, show out, rocking and rolling with everything we do, folks. Hope this show finds you well, and I appreciate you guys tuning in, doing whatever it is you may be doing, wherever you might be, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you've got the day off, maybe you're in class, whatever it is, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Got a lot to get into here on a Wednesday. First things first, guys, a couple of personal notes real quick. So I want to go ahead and give you guys a heads up, by the way, as the business continues to grow and things continue to evolve and you guys continue to support, by the way, I want to say without you guys, nothing we do in regards to growth or, you know, the way we sharpen content or just the overall evolution of the business, none of it would be possible without you all. Um, Things might start to sound a little bit different tomorrow. And you probably know what I'm talking about if you follow me on my personal accounts, whether that be on Twitter or Instagram or what have you. Um, Yours truly actually just invested in a brand new microphone. And if you know anything about microphones, guys, the SM7B, this is the biggest, baddest, best microphone on the market. All of the really, really big podcasts use it. So just so you guys know, um, yours truly probably going to sound a little bit crisper, a little bit sharper, and yeah, just a little bit different as we get going through tomorrow, the rest of the week, and of course, just the rest of time, if you will. But uh, yeah, I want to take a moment and actually recognize the microphone that I'm speaking into right now, guys, because you think about it, the amount of episodes I have recorded into this microphone, like somebody, one of my buddies asked me, he's like, hey, man, now that you got a new mic, you want to sell me the one you have? And I'm like, dude, this microphone, this microphone, this microphone's going in the Hall of Fame. Like, no question. This is the microphone. Like, I literally started using this, I think, like, middle of 2018, guys. Like, literally, we're about to hit episode 500 on Monday. And I've probably recorded, I probably recorded like 400 of the episodes into this microphone. So I just want to give you guys a heads up. If you tune in the podcast tomorrow, you're like, holy smokes, things sound a lot different. Chris sounds insanely clear. It is because we have actually upgraded the microphone setup. And again, you, you guys will definitely notice on the Daily Crow as well. But again, thank you guys so much. Again, without your love and support and the way the business has grown and content has grown, we're able to get more partners and create more content and like doing something like this, upgrading the the equipment, if you will, is not something that, we, that would be possible. So again, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your continued love and support, man. I cannot say it enough. Extremely grateful for everyone who takes even five seconds to consume our content, rock with our content, and rock with everything we do. Guys, also a quick update and a quick reminder. Two things. Tonight, we are live back again at Tin Roof in the Vista, 5-7. to seven. Former Gamecocks offensive lineman John Strickland is going to join me, which John has actually been on before on the podcast and at Tin Roof. I'm very excited to talk with John about offensive line play, the upcoming Georgia game this weekend. So really excited for that, guys. If you're in the city, come on out. 5-7 to seven. we'll be out there at Vista. Also, I do want to remind you about This weekend, if you are not going to Athens and you need a spot to watch the game, then look no further. Carolina Ale House, the Harbison location in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, Yours truly will get there probably around 5 or 5.30. Kickoff, of course, is at 7 o'clock, but doors open at 11. You can get there whenever you want, watch football, drink beer. Also, the same special applies Saturday that applied this past weekend. You show up, you're telling me with the Spurs Up show, you're going to get 10% off your entire tab, your entire bill, whatever you want to call it. So again, really, really good stuff. Watch party Saturday at the Harbison location, Carolina Ale House, Harbison location, and 10% off for all the Gamecocks that show up and show out and tell them that you're with the Spurs Up show. You absolutely 
cannot beat it. So really, really looking forward to that, guys. And again, excited for that. Again, appreciate everyone that came out to the, the watch party over the weekend. Like I told you guys, Carolina Alehouse was extremely impressed by the turnout. Would love to have a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks in Columbia come out. Let's cheer on the Gamecocks and get the win over the Georgia Bulldogs. Also, all right, speaking of that, it is Georgia week. To hell with Georgia and the Gamecocks head coach, Shane Beamer, just as he does each and every single Tuesday, spoke to the media. Some brief takeaways from his presser, guys, because honestly, they're going to be brief because Shane Beamer didn't really say anything to me that was earth-shattering or groundbreaking. Some of the stuff was a little repetitive in the last couple of weeks. Um, the thing that stands out to me, though, Shane Beamer understands the challenge that is ahead. Um, we've talked about the Vegas line, the Vegas friend. Of course, we're going to talk about that today with the best bet for South Carolina, Georgia. And, you know, I, I know fans look at this game and they want to believe the Gamecocks have a really, really good chance to win. I'm not here to tell you, by the way, guys, that South Carolina does not have a chance to win. Of course, we're going to break down the game tomorrow, key matchups you know, keys the game, storylines, all that good stuff. And then Friday, I'll give my score prediction. But I think we all understand that it is a tall task. Georgia is the second ranked in the country. And Shane Beamer really echoed those sentiments. I mean, just talking about Georgia, he actually called it the most talented Georgia team ever. And I, I know it's, you know, some people will say, oh, it's coach speak. They're just coach speaking throughout the week. But, you know, Shane Beamer told you guys last week that it was going to be a tough game against ECU and nobody wanted to listen. So maybe listen to what your head football coach is saying when he talks about the talent and all of the talent that Georgia has. And, and he was extremely complimentary of Georgia and what they're doing. Of course, on the quarterback side of things, we all want to know what the quarterback situation is. And unfortunately, right now, we still don't know. Um, you know, it sounds like what Shane Beamer saying that Luke Doty is practicing more and more and more every single day that it's all about knocking the rust off and, you know, doing things in practice. And so I would assume we will not know who the quarterback is at minimum until later in the week. Will they go into game day without announcing the starting quarterback? At this point, who knows? Who knows, man? I, I, I really wanted to believe. I wish I could be sitting here right now, guys, here on this Wednesday and be telling you for certain that Luke Doty is 110% and that he is going to be back. Again, we're just going off of what Shane Beamer said. I mean, Shane Beamer has made it sound like for weeks now, Luke Doty has been 110%. I totally understand gamesmanship. I totally understand not giving the opponent anything, you know, anything extra, make them prepare for multiple quarterbacks, if you will. But I understand also the other side where the Gamecocks fan base is starting to get frustrated. I, I get it. I get it. I totally understand it. The Gamecocks fan base is starting to get a little on edge, a little uneasy. It's like, you know, our guy, our guy, Luke Doty, that we thought was going to be our dude throughout this season, he still hasn't played. And now you're getting into the real part of your schedule, okay? EIU was a nice kick-in game. ECU was a fun non-conference matchup on the road, but now you're getting an SEC play, and you need your best 22 on the field. And Luke Doty is one of your best 22. The best version of this offense and the best version of this football team is with Luke Doty under center. So my question is this. If he does not play this weekend, I mean, was the injury worse than we thought? Do they not want to throw him out to the Wolves, quote-unquote? But I think you have to play Luke Doty, guys. You have to play him. If he's 100%, if he's 100%, if he's not, if he's still hurt, I totally get hold him out. But if he's 100%, you have to play Luke Doty. Because I know everybody's got their opinions on the spread. Georgia by 31, you know, an open to dogs, a 32-point favorite. But basically, you're nearly a five-touchdown underdog. And I know that sounds ridiculous to Gamecock fans, but I'm telling you right now, if, if Zeb Nolan starts and plays the entire game, all of a sudden, dogs minus 31 is the only play. 
Because I don't know how South Carolina will move the football because they'll be so one-dimensional offensively with Zeb Nolan at quarterback. You know, our South Carolina fans love to just rag and destroy Colin Hill last season. And I get it. I get it. But Zeb Nolan is Colin Hill 2.0. I understand he's 2-0. I understand he made some nice plays down the stretch to help South Carolina win the football game. But realistically, guys, it's been a fun story. It's been a great story. He's 2-0. That's where the story needs to end in my mind. That's where it needs to end. Luke Doty is this best team's option at quarterback. There's no question. There's no denying it. I'm not saying that Luke Doty doesn't have question marks because Luke Doty is not proven in his own right. He's not proven. But in regards to skill sets and what South Carolina does well versus what they don't do well and where their deficiencies currently lie, I don't think it's any question that Luke Doty is the best option for this football team. Other than that, like I said, guys, I don't feel like Shane Beamer really said anything that was that revealing, that crazy, pretty much the typical coach speak on a Tuesday. But Georgia's for real, man. Georgia's for real. They're a legitimate football team. Again, we'll talk about them more tomorrow in depth. But uh, if you listen to any of Shane Beamer's comments, and guys, if you believe what Shane Beamer says, if you believe in your head football coach, go listen to what Shane Beamer said about Georgia. Because after hearing that, you'll say, hey, Georgia is pretty good. No matter who's playing quarterback for them. Georgia's pretty good. They got talent all over the field. And, guys, Shane Beamer knows firsthand because he was on that staff. Shane Beamer knows. He's familiar with Georgia. So, going to be a tall task to the Gamecocks on Saturday. That's for sure. All right. Speaking of South Carolina, Georgia, let's move into our best bet for the Gamecocks and Dogs as South Carolina travels between the hedges. And, of course, guys, as you all know, um, this one opened big, big, big line. And this one, Dogs opened up as a 32 point favorite over under was around 52 or so 52 and a half when it opened there's been a little bit of line movement just one point down Georgia sits right now as we speak as a 31 point favorite in this game the over under has dropped significantly over under at 48 so a four point swing in that over under now I know for 99% of Gamecocks the 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 instinct is to look at this line and say oh Hammer the Cox plus 31. It's a rivalry game. South Carolina always plays them close. You know, there's no way South Carolina loses by 31. And, and I've heard this a lot, too. Georgia's not that good this year on offense, which is crazy to me. And, again, we'll talk about this more in depth tomorrow. But, guys, Georgia's season has gone like this thus far. Granted, they did not score an offensive touchdown in week one. I know we hate Clemson, but they played against a Clemson team that returned 10 of 11 on defense one of the best defenses in the country. Week two, they scored 56 points on UAB. So Georgia's not terrible on offense. Let's just go ahead and get that out, get that out there. And, you know, like I told you guys just a second ago, if Zeb Nolan starts and plays, Georgia minus 31 is probably a pretty good play in this game, right? The Gamecocks are going to have to be smart with the football. They're going to play worlds better than they did last week. I mean, that, that, that's a no-brainer for sure. If they play like, if they play like they did last week, you're looking at like a, like a 45 to nothing game. I mean, there's just no question in my mind. Um, the points, anytime you have a spread like this, guys, where it's, it's, it's so big, I mean, 31 points, I tend to shy away from that because it's like, how do you hammer Georgia minus 31? But unfortunately, guys, when I look at this game, here's the reality. I could see that. I could see Georgia beating South on a 41 to 10. I could see 45 to 10. I could see 38 to 7. So I think Vegas, to be honest with you guys, in regards to if the game goes 
how most expect on paper, which again, we know, guys, the game's not played on paper. And this is not my prediction, by the way. But I think Vegas nailed the number in regards to this is how the game is probably expected to go. But I cannot bring myself to put a lot of stock and confidence in that number one way or another. I look at the total in this football game, over under 48. And I know you, you say to yourself, Chris, I mean, 48 such a low total. You know, I've seen some people predicting, you know, 34 to 24 score predictions or 45 to 24. Guys, I got to be honest with you. Those who are picking South Carolina to score 20 or more points. Listen, I respect everyone's prediction, but you got to give me some context because I don't understand how you can watch South Carolina last weekend against ECU, a football team that the Gamecocks did not score an offensive point in the first half. Let, let, let's, just, let's keep that in mind, by the way. Did not score an offensive point until the fourth quarter. Scored one offensive touchdown in the entire football game. That's it. They scored one offensive touchdown against East Carolina, guys. How do you think South Carolina is going to score 20 points or more against a Georgia defense, guys, that's probably the best in the country? Probably the best defense in all college football. With that being said, if if you're going to have any chance in this football game for the Gamecocks, you're going to have to run the football. Run the football, have long extended drives, and shorten this game. Play keep away. And when defensively, you can't give up the big play. If Georgia's going to score on you, which inevitably they are, they're going to get their yards, they're going to score. Make them drive 8 to 10 to 12 plays down the field. Make them have a 6- or 7-minute drop. What can kill you and how this game can get away from you is big plays over the top, and all of a sudden, they have explosive plays, and you have busts in coverage, and all of a sudden, the game gets away from you. So I think South Carolina's goal, no matter who the quarterback is, South Carolina's goal is going to be to establish the run, run the football, extend drives. You've, you've got to hope and believe your offensive line plays better than they did last week because, again, none of this matters. None of what we're talking about even matters if the offensive line doesn't show up. But that's what South Carolina, I think, will try to do. That's what they will do. And I think because of that reason, I like the under 48 in this football game. I think the game is shortened. I think that the possessions are limited, which is what South Carolina, again, is going to want to do. And I do think the Gamecocks defense, is it going to be a great defensive performance? I, you know, again, not trying to reveal my prediction early. I, I, I don't think the Gamecocks are going to have nearly the success they've had defensively the first two weeks. But I think there are some nice things there you can look at and say, you know what? This is a defense. You expect them to play fundamentally sound, fly around the football, not make crucial mistakes, not have, not have mental blunders in the back end. And as long as you can do that and avoid giving up the big, big play, you know, you shouldn't allow Georgia to go in, 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 into any crazy scores like in the 40s or the 50s, if you will. So for that reason, I think under 48, I think that's going to be the play for you guys. I think that is the best bet in this one. The Gamecocks will try their best to shorten the football game, to limit the possessions, which again, in turn, will limit the points. And oh, by the way, Georgia's defense is one of the best in the country. Again, guys, if the Gamecocks scored double digits, you know, like I said, seven offensive points against East Carolina. That's all I'm saying. So under 48, hammer, hammer for the second straight week. Hammer the under in the Gamecocks game, under 48 when South Carolina takes on Georgia Saturday night. All right, let's get into our SEC gambling picks, guys. Not as hot a week 
last weekend. But you know what? It's okay. We went four and five last week, which, by the way, my dumbest pick of all, Texas minus six and a half. I Put the stupid helmet on me. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking picking Texas to cover that. It, it was the perfect upset scenario, and for whatever reason, I just did not get that any credit. But either way, four and five last week. We're 16 and seven overall, guys. So still, we're way in the money. We're way in the money. And by the way, our best bet, two and on the season. Our best bet is 2-0, but we're 16-7 and overall, guys. So, again, SEC gambling picks week three. And they are brought to you by our friends, by the way, over at Prize Picks. Guys, a lot of you, and I mean a lot of you, have signed up and are winning money with Prize Picks. Guys, go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app. Use the code TSUS at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you're asking yourself, what is Price Picks? Well, guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market that's focused around prop total entries, prop plays, right? So over under yards rushing, yards passing, touchdown passes, touchdown receptions, touchdown rushes, all that good stuff, right? You pick two to five players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. So Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry, guys. It's just you against the projection price picks allows mixed sport entry. So you can take the over on LeBron parlayed with the under on Mahomes. Hey, you can take the over on Mahomes parlayed with the under on Zeb Nolan or Kevin Harris or the over on Zeb Nolan, Kevin Harris, whatever you like. You can mix, mix and match with college football, NFL, NBA, all of the sports. It's really, really cool. And by the way, guys, you cannot find another site, another app that has prop plays for college. That's the big kicker. Price picks also has a slick, easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play. They're also rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, it's the hottest new game that's taken over. Avoid the spreads and the lines and the over-unders and all that, guys. Use Price Picks, the most fun fantasy app, the most fun prop total entry app on the market. That's prizepicks.com and or download the Price Picks app to begin playing today. And again, don't, do not forget, use the code TSUS. At sign up for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All right, guys, let's get into our SEC gambling picks for week three. First, we'll start with Texas A&M taking on New Mexico. Of course, the big storyline around A&M football this week, Haynes King, probably out until Halloween for the next month and a half or so. A&M, though, a 28-point favorite, over under set at 50 and a half. The initial reaction here is going to be like, oh, A&M starting quarterbacks out. Let's hammer New Mexico. I'm the opposite. I'm taking the A&M Aggies with the points, minus 28. A&M is still a dominant team, guys. They're backup, who won the game for the late regulation last week. Really, really good player. And they will ground and pound with Isaiah Spiller. A&M wins this thing, running away. Give me the Aggies, minus 28. Florida against Alabama, one of the highlighted matchups of the weekend. Bama, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under set at 58. Guys, I'll tell you this. Because many folks would look at this game and say, oh, man, it's in the swamp. You know, it's a huge game. You got you to take Florida plus 15 and a half, man. Florida's going to cover this for sure. Someone very wise once told me, Chris, you're not going to get rich betting against the Alabama Crimson Tide, and I certainly will not do it here. Forget the spread. I like the over 58. If week one taught me one thing, you can score on Bama a little bit here and there. I think Florida is good offensively. They will score. I don't want to touch the spread, though. I, I would not shock me at all to see Bama win this thing by three touchdowns. Guys, Bama is a freaking machine, but the guarantee in this game is points. Points, points, points. Over 58 in Gainesville. Arkansas against Georgia Southern. Arkansas coming off that huge win against Texas. The Razorbacks are a 23-point favorite. The over-under set at 52 and a half. 
Now, what's interesting here, this is one of the biggest line swing games of the weekend. Arkansas opened as an 18-point favorite. They now sit as a 23-point favorite. Guys, a five-point swing. Huge win. Huge win last weekend for Arkansas, right? Massive, beating Texas. I believe in the emotional letdown game. And I'm not saying Arkansas is going to lose, obviously, but 23, I could see Arkansas sort of coming out this thing slow, stumbling out the gate, a little bit of the big head, if you will. Give me Georgia Southern plus 23. Again, I could see Arkansas winning by 21 is my point. I don't think Arkansas you know, quite wins it running away, if you will. I think there's a little bit of a, a, a hangover from the Texas win. Georgia Southern hangs on barely for that backdoor cover at plus 23. Memphis against Mississippi State. State a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under set at 64. State coming off of that win over North Carolina State. Um, Memphis is a really good football team. I know 64 feels high, and we missed – on the over-under last week with Mississippi State, NC State. I like the over again, though, guys. A Mike Leach coach football team, I'm never taking the under here. So, over club. Over club, as Barstool says. Over 64 in Mississippi State and Memphis. Penn State, Auburn. What a game this is. Night game at Penn State. Wide out. Penn State minus six. Over-under set at 53 and a half. Guys, hammer. And I mean hammer. Penn State minus six. I'm just, I'm not a believer in Auburn. I'm really not. I've told you guys since the jump, since the preseason. I, I don't think Harson's a great head coach. I, I just, I'm not a believer in Auburn. There's nothing about Auburn that scares me or tells me they're going to go into Happy Valley and lose by less than a touchdown. So I like Penn State. Give me Penn State minus six. LSU Central Michigan. LSU a 20-point favorite. The over-under set at 60. Now, this one's interesting because LSU struggled to run the football last week. Struggled. LSU wins running away, but under 60 to me is a really, really safe play here. Give me the Tigers and Central Michigan under 60. Ole Miss Tulane. Ole Miss a 14-and-a-half point favorite. Over-under set, set at 76-and-a-half. I think Ole Miss is still being slept on. I think they're still underrated. I think the Rebels are a really, really good football team, especially offensively. I like them to cover the 14-and-a-half. Give me Ole Miss minus 14-and-a-half against Tulane. And then finally, Vanderbilt against Stanford. Guys, how about Vandy getting the win last week against Colorado State? former school of the fighting Mike Bobos and Colin Hills and all those guys up there. What? Incredible. Unbelievable. But Vanderbilt against Stanford. Stanford, a 10.5-point favorite over in a set at 48.5. Guys, I think this is one of the biggest pillow fights of the season. Give me under 48.5. Ugly, sloppy. Does Vandy get their second win? I doubt it. Who knows? Under 48.5, though, is the safe play, and that's the one that's going to win you the money. So, again, guys, that's the SEC gambling picks for week three. And, again, my best bet, locked in. For South Carolina, Georgia, as the Gamecocks go on the road between the hedges, SEC opener, Shane Beamer's SEC opener, under 48. I love the under in that football game. I just cannot touch a 31-point spread either way. I can't do it. So, again, under 48 in that game, I think, is the safe play. That's the best bet as we look to move to 3-0 and in our best bet and, of course, improve on our 16-7 and overall gambling Record. So again, folks, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much, guys, for continuing to rock and roll with the content. Daily Crow All Week podcast all week. You guys in the drill. Have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.